Welcome and thank you for joining us for another episode of Catholicism, Not Just for Dummies. I'm Father Andy Vogel. I'm Father Andy Bierman. In this episode, we were talking about the end times. Yeah, specifically, is the world going to end soon? Okay. I don't know. So <laughs> strap up, strap in. We are your hosts, Father Andy the Greater and Father Andy the Lesser. Buckle up, we've got a lot to cover. This is Catholicism, not just for dummies. Uh, well, I think we should start with uh, the Bible timeline as created by our good friends, Jeff Cavins. Um, and company. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Scott right. Hahn. Scott Hahn. Um, so if you've never uh, seen the Bible timeline, uh, I would highly encourage you to to do that. Um, uh, they divide up the Bible and salvation history into 12 different uh, time periods. Mm-hmm. And... We are currently in the time of the church. This is the is this the twelfth period? Yes. Okay. Which is started with the resurrection of Jesus. Okay. So in a certain sense, we are in the end times since the resurrection of Jesus. Yeah. And we'll get into it later, but there's some of our Protestant brothers and sisters have a different type of belief mm-hmm. about the end times. So there's Pre-millennialism, yeah, that's right. Amillennialism, and I, I think there's a third post-millennialism. Yeah, yeah. And I think there's sub to, subcategories of those. Yeah, so. as to when the rapture will happen and the yeah, and the tribulation and, and such things. So yeah, um, but I think Jeff Caven said he subscribes to the pan tribulation, as in it'll all pan out in the end. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, wasn't there a a pagan god named Pan? Yeah, god of all things. Oh, got it. Yeah, so I I think that was the one where um, like when will the tribulation occur? Before, after, during, or all throughout? Pan would be all throughout. <laughs> okay. But anyway, yeah, I think that you can get lost in the details of that, and I think the best thing is just to go with what the scripture says and then the church is teaching on top of that which is um well i think that's the problem right is some of our protestant brothers sisters read certain parts of scripture yes and get in again we can attack that later but get caught up in this um teaching of the rapture and things like that right um but that's why you also need the tradition and the voice of the church Mm -hmm. yeah especially like looking at revelation for example there's a lot of people who try to interpret that in modern times like the uh like the the grasshoppers that fly with human faces or whatever it's described they they say well those are black helicopters from our time and that's referring to that so maybe they're drones yeah or drones or you know who knows what it will be in the future so um terminators yeah maybe yeah oh no it's for senegal i'll be back <laughs> right yeah, we're dating ourselves, I think. Yeah, that's true. Oh, good old 90s. Yeah, so I think um, 
one thing that one thing that would be a major thing is like in interpreting scripture we have some references to the end times as told by Jesus in the gospel mm-hmm. in Matthew 24 and then we have some things in the letters of St Paul and the book of Revelation and that um uh, in in uh, reading the uh, the studying the church's teaching in reference to that and like Scott Hahn and so forth, they would say most of that is referring to what happened in Jerusalem in seventy A.D. the destruction of the temple. And yeah, how uh, bad was that? Yeah, it was bad because the it was basically leveled, right? They were see laid siege to the city. The Romans did. Yeah, and. I think they killed everyone once they took it over, right? Yeah, and it was the the temple was leveled. Yeah, not yeah. one stone left on another, just yeah. as Jesus said. Yeah, predicted, yeah. And um, and they were they were horrified to find when they got into the city that the the people were eating their own children to survive. Yeah, and um, even that was something that horrified the Romans uh, to see that. So, but the Christians knew that this was going to happen as they were warned by Jesus. And so they fled from Jerusalem uh, before it took place. So that's why there's uh, the story in the Acts of the Apostles of all the Christians selling their property and laying it at the feet of the apostles because it was in Jerusalem. They were being prepared to flee the city because they knew that this was coming as told by Jesus. Yeah. And so, yeah, the Christians were not were not there, mm-hmm. um, and but this is also to, you know, in some ways we're told even the promise to Abraham, right, that uh, that one of his ancestors, uh, ancestors descendants, descendants. Um, would be, uh, there would be his descendants that take the truth of God to the nations. Yeah. A blessing to the nations, nations. Yeah, and, right. uh, and obviously Jesus is the ultimate blessing. And so, right. um, the gospel, because the the Christians knew that they need to get out of Jerusalem, they spread and they go yeah. out and to the rest of the world. Um, yeah, and share the gospel. Yeah, there's a there's a fascinating study of the Book of Revelation by Scott Hahn, which I've. Well, I listened to the cassette tapes on it, so that tells cassette you cassette tapes. <laughs> that tells you when I what got are cassette it. tapes, <laughs> right? Do you mean CD? <laughs> no, no. Uh, cassette tapes. Cassette tapes. I still have them, so if you want to borrow them, do you, can... uh, do you have a cassette player? Um, I do actually. It's a boombox. <laughs> a boombox. So I've um, heard that. Is... <laughs> so anyway, he, he makes reference to the in the early part of the book. It says. I'm I'm writing down the vision that I had of what must happen soon, meaning that all these things he's describing is fulfilled yeah. very soon in the destruction of Jerusalem. Yeah. So so not to overstate the obvious, but you know, generally Jesus is born what like zero eighty or some. I think theologians uh, his. Historians think it's more like four BC or so. Right. Yeah. There and was. And um, Jesus, you know, is crucified around what thirty-three or so. About that time. Um, and then the first—I forget which one is first—but the letters of Saint Paul started what about fifty-five? Well, I think even earlier than that. Okay. Like in the forties, I think. In the forties. Okay. Yeah. And then we so the destruction of 
Jerusalem is AD 70. 70 in the year of our Lord, yeah. Yeah. Anno Domini. Anno Domini. So, um, yeah, so that's a debate too among scripture scholars are, um, could Jesus have predicted something in the future or no, he couldn't have. So those gospels were written after it happened and then they put it into his mouth as predicting it. But um, the church would not say that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so some people would believe that the, the gospels were written not in the first century, but later or mm -hmm. after AD 70. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, and, um, and even the book of Revelation, you know, Scott Hahn maintains that the, was, the description, yeah. it was written before, before, before the destruction was, of Jerusalem. I've heard it's late, it's like the 130s for right. Revelation. Yeah, right, right. Um, but yeah, I, yeah. Um, but, I, I too subscribe to the idea that Revelations was written before yeah, the destruction. Yeah, it, it makes the most sense in that that's the city that it's referring to because it, it describes the city where our Lord was crucified. Yeah. And that's obviously Jerusalem. Yeah, not to get too off topic, but yeah, uh, the historical critical method of approaching the Bible says that miracles can't happen, that prophecies can't happen. Right. So right. anything that refers to something that happened historically must have been written after the event right. happened. That's right, yeah. Because miracles are scientifically impossible. And so, if they're in the Bible, it must be inaccurate, or they're just yeah. telling stories to get us to think that this was oh. a great figure. Yeah, anyway, so um, so I guess looking at some of the, the, the other thing I guess that Scott Hahn would say too is um, the, the, uh, what happens in Jerusalem in a small way is like a microcosm of what's going to happen to the whole world at the end. So in that sense, it does refer to the the end of the world, which we're still awaiting. Yes, you know. So there's there's those who are spared from destruction. They're marked with the the sign on their forehead, which is uh, the letter Tau, and which has the shape of a cross. And so that that is fulfilled at the end of the world. The whole world will be destroyed, and those who are spared from the second death, which is hell. Yeah. are marked with the sign of the cross, which we receive when we're baptized. We're, we yeah. first are marked with that sign. And so uh, so in the, it's kind of like a double fulfillment of, of all these things. Yeah, so you have the near fulfillment, the destruction of Jerusalem, and you have the long fulfillment at the end of time. The whole world is destroyed, yeah. yeah. Okay, so some of the things that um, Matthew writes, should we get into this now? Yep. Okay. Um, it's in uh, mostly in Matthew 24, but there's other places too uh, where Jesus talks about what are the signs of the end? And, um, and here too, I think, you know, we can see a double fulfillment, like mostly it's referring to the destruction of Jerusalem, but it, but it's also the end of the world. And, um, I think, you know, a lot of scripture has that there's different senses of scripture, you know, the way that we can interpret it, that it's not just one meaning, but there's layers, several fulfillments. Yeah. yeah, the layers, you know. Oh. So he says, um, the, the signs of the end will be, um, there will be reports of war and nations rising against nations. 
famines and earthquakes. And, uh, you know, we could point to those things have been going on throughout the history of the world up until now. <laughs> uh, well, it's happening in our time. So it must, the end of the world must be near. Right. Yeah. And I think if we read some of the church fathers and others, that they all kind of wondered whether the world was going to end in their time because yeah. they saw these terrible things happening yeah. in the world. Yeah. And I shouldn't say it quite like that way because at some point, someone's going to be right. Well, yeah, you're going to be right, yeah. <laughs> and so, it, it could be, it could be us, but, you know, but yeah, like, you know, there's, yeah, the early church fathers are people of every era have been open to the idea that, mm -hmm. you know, their time was, you know, the near the end. Yeah, that's right. And so it's, so I think it's acceptable to think that we might be in the end times because they did as well. So yeah, I mean, like I've been known to say in homilies, like I'm, I might not finish this homily, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Some cases you were hoping that it would happen because you didn't prepare it well enough. <laughs> yeah, man, I might have been there once or twice. <laughs> yeah, then it didn't happen though. <laughs> Dang it! So, um. St. Augustine, I think, would be an example. He lived during the time of the fall of the Roman Empire. I mean, that just must have seemed like a calamity to the people. Oh, my you know, gosh. Yes. That yeah. this, this empire has been around so so long it's, and with its strength, and all of a sudden it crashes and yeah. it gets divided up. And Yeah. But he, but he also said, you know, I think it's actually good to think that we're in the end times yeah. because then we're prepared better as opposed to thinking, oh, it's not going to be for a while yet, so I don't need to worry about it. Yeah, what would be the major events? Yeah, the fall of the Roman Empire, uh, the fall of Christendom. Right. During what kind of the Enlightenment or whatever. Right, yeah. Um, and then, you know, even in our own lives, like, you know, 9-11 and the war in Iraq. Right. Or, uh, or even COVID, right? Like, the world is... You know, yeah, I mean, everything's shutting down. Worldwide right? pandemic, you know, right? And so, uh, yeah, the end must be near. Yeah. Or, you know, even today, like, you know, the um, instability of, you know, maybe the stock market, mm -hmm. the, yeah, the war in, um, in the Ukraine, uh, and, yeah, and what those The Middle like, East. A in Middle East, and there was just a mm. volcano, or I guess that's not an earthquake, but um, up in I think it was Iceland. Yeah. Um, and so, Father yeah, Arns would know. What Father Arns would know. Father Arns <laughs> it goes vacations there every year, so right. uh, it's his second home. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so the there are things that people who want to try and find those things can can find mm -hmm. them right? and and even i think like during world war ii the the oh my gosh, atrocities yes. and the millions of people that were murdered uh yeah. you know or during the soviet empire or um you yeah. know the you know even questioning like are these leaders the antichrist with how evil they were in yeah. murdering mass millions yeah. You know, and even the the Jews themselves, like some of them, lost faith because, like, how could a God allow right this to happen? Right. 
Right. Um, but, but yeah, it's just, um, yeah, when people tell me like we live in a dark time, I'm like, I, I'll agree, like we live in a dark time. Mm -hmm. There's it been has other, been darker. There's been other dark times. You know? Yeah. Right. And, um, and so, yeah, maybe we are, you know, approaching the end, um, but we not might not be either. Yeah. Yeah. Not that by itself would not be a sufficient signs, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, he also, Jesus also says there will be persecutions of Christians, mm -hmm. uh, which I think, you know, we see that in a worldwide scale now. Yeah. And in, in a way that's, I mean, I, Obviously, I can't compare it to, you know, previous eras, but mm -hmm. I, I would say, like, in the last, in my lifetime, it's seemingly gotten worse, not mm -hmm. better. I think they've said there's been more Christians martyred in the last century than the, the whole last, rest of the time put together. Yeah, yeah. Just did the sheer numbers. Yep. Which is amazing to think of. Yeah. But uh, there will be betrayal and hatred. The love of many will grow cold. Mm -hmm. And, um, but, but before the end, he says the gospel will be preached to all nations. And so it's, you know, not real clear what that means. Like every country has Christians in it, or there's yeah. the opportunity at least for people to hear the gospel. Uh, yeah. Evangeliz evangelization should not be dead. Right. Yeah, we have to especially continue with that. Yeah. The the conversion of the Jewish people though is something that St. Paul talks about. They were they were cut off so that Gentiles could be grafted on to the vine or the tree. Mm -hmm. And uh because because everywhere he went he preached to the Jewish people saying this is the fulfillment of the Jewish religion, Christianity, but but he was rejected by them and so so it eventually forced him to go to preach to the Gentiles who were delighted to hear the message of the gospel. The gospel yeah. But he says they, they have been cut off for a time, but eventually they will return. And so there was, there's that sense of the Jewish people as a whole coming to Christianity to believe in Christ. Yeah. 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 Again, you know, the promise to Abraham that, uh, that his descendants would uh, bring the truth to to the nation to the nations yeah, yeah that's right that, that the nations would be blessed yeah um, and so and so the, um before the end there is the tribulation an eclipse of the sun and the moon which is a darkening is how he describes it so by the way april 8th this year is the another total eclipse of the sun in the united states okay this and that song from the 80s total eclipse of the heart i think oh, it yeah. was <laughs> yeah. all right and then uh the sign of the son of man will be seen in the sky so i'm not sure you know i suppose some people speculate it's like a giant cross that's lit up or something that yeah. people will be able to see so I, this really doesn't have a whole lot to do with what we're talking about but someone said that, that it had to wait until modern times for jesus to come back because now we have TV and like a lot. And so like literally Jesus is, I mean, his uh, yeah, I mean, not no offense to the flat earthers, but, uh, but yeah, that our world is, you know, a sphere. And so, 
But now because of modern communication, when Jesus does return, the whole world would see it. All yeah, at once. yeah. His return will be known from one end of the earth yeah. to the other is kind of how yeah. he describes it. Yeah. And uh, there's a, oh gosh, what was it, the name of it? I want to say Joshua, but there's a, a book written. I want to say it's a horrible book, but maybe I shouldn't say that. But um, it was about like Jesus coming in the modern times. Is that Joseph Gerzone? It mm -hmm. uh, could be. It's called Joshua. Yeah. yeah. And, I put that on the index yeah. of forbidden books forbidden shelf. Books. <laughs> yes. But yeah, just the sense that Jesus uh, comes back, but he's again kind of hidden and, you know, a, a carpenter. And it, the scriptures are very clear that when Jesus comes back, like, We'll know it. Like he's going right. to come back with much fanfare. Yeah. In fact, when he ascended into heaven, the angels said he will return in the same way that he ascended, meaning from the clouds. He's yeah. not going to be born again and grow up and live. Yeah. Exactly. And talk to people and all that. So, um, of the day and hour, he says, though, no one knows. And so, uh, there's a lot of people who have predicted the day that it's going to end. Yep. So I don't know if you remember back in uh, 2016, Harold Camping, I think he was a fundamentalist preacher okay. or something like that. He said, I, about I think it was May 12th, 2016 or something like okay. that. And he was wrong. But uh, really? <laughs> yeah, so far, they've all been wrong. Because uh, uh, maybe it was earlier, but there was the whole, I mean, it was a Christian, but there was the whole Mayan calendar thing that was yes. supposed to end or whatever. Yeah, and, right. And if my memory serves me correct, actually the founder of the Seventh-day Adventist, that was actually started by someone predicting the, the end. Yeah, and I think the Jehovah's Witnesses too have said that Jesus is going to return and the world will end in uh, 1933, 1985, 1992, and then a few other dates. And none of them were accurate. Okay. So it's a, uh, they've been false in their prophecies yeah. so far. So anyway, I was down in Florida. Did you hear this story on, uh, on that day, May 16th? Because they had billboards all over down there because it's oh the southern evangelical that, country or you know, yeah, whatever. So anyway, they had, yeah. date, they had the date. The world's going to end. Are you prepared on the date? So anyway, I was walking down the street and it was, um, I had done a wedding for my cousin and um, there was this big thunder cloud that came up over the bay in Tampa Bay. And, and all of a sudden, just out of the blue, there was this big clap of thunder that, that rattled everything. And the people in the restaurant that, were, that was walking by rushed out to, to see what was happening. And then they saw me wearing clerics, a priest. <laughs> and they're like this frightened look in their face. So I just said, the world is not ending. Go back and finish your meal. <laughs> so they're like, oh, okay, good. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. You're in the right. Place I thought it was funny. Yeah. All right. So, uh, the, um, we also have second Thessalonians chapter two oh. that talks about, um, this is St. Paul's writing about the general apostasy that will take place, which is like a, a complete turning away of, from the faith. Huh. even among Christians. In other words, people who used to believe 
don't anymore. Yeah. And so I think, you know, we can say that's probably taking place nowadays. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Um, that there are, you know, a mass movement of people that are no longer going to church, mm -hmm. whether because of the priest scandals or COVID or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, the, I just heard this, the statistic, the, the, um, the nuns, meaning those who are not any religion, are the majority now, or the the highest percentage of denominations. Yeah, it's like twenty five percent now. Don't believe in God at all. Right. Well, they just may they may believe in God, but they, as far as what religion they are, they would say none. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm spiritual. I'm yeah spiritual, but not religious, or I don't get into organized religion. Uh, you know. So, uh, and then the other thing would be the Antichrist. So before the end, this this person who will exalt himself as God and, and install himself in the temple to be worshipped, um, known as the Antichrist. Um, and there, again, there have been numerous people that people have assigned as the Antichrist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So history as a you know again as a sign that the end was near. Mm -hmm. And and I think the letters of John they say there's there's different antichrists many of them. It's just people who are living in history but are opposed to Christ or the opposite of Jesus Christ. Yeah. So yeah, we've had various figures that would fit that. Yeah. And. I mean, I would argue even, especially in our own nation, you know, we are tending towards, um, I don't know, how would you say that, that Christian beliefs are less welcome in the public arena, the mm -hmm. public conversation. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's, it depends maybe on which generation you're talking about. Like there's, there's certain people that have maybe heard about Christianity or they were raised Catholic, but they're not, they're turned off to it now. And so yeah. when they hear about it, they already have a negative reaction. Yeah. But then there's others who, you know, who now have never heard of it in some ways. Yeah. Or it would be something new. They, they haven't been baptized, mm -hmm. never been to church. No, no. And, um, yeah, you know, I know that the uh, Newman Center, because I used to be there, the Newman Center in mm -hmm. Mankato, it's like 26 students in RCIA this year, which is wow. a record amount. Yeah, and a, a number of them to be baptized, huh? Uh, yeah, I don't know how many are, need to be baptized, but yeah, I mean, to be welcomed into the church, into mm -hmm. the fullness of the church. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, so yeah. Praise, praise the Lord. Yeah. So the, uh, moving on to the uh, the Catechism of the Catholic Church actually has some interesting things to say about the 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 end times. It's in the uh, in the creed, the discussion of the creed. He will, Jesus will return to judge the living and the dead. And so it says the the ultimate trial of the church before the second coming of Christ. The church must pass through a final trial that will shake the faith of many believers. So you know. Could we say that's happened, you know, maybe the abuse crisis or something that, that a lot of 
a lot of people who were believers, yeah. their sh their faith has been shaken and they've yeah. they've no longer believed yeah. because of it. Yeah, I mean, I would just slightly caution that again. You know, that's happened several times throughout history, but it is true of today too. I would yeah, argue. yeah, where t people turn away from the faith. Yeah, yeah, and kind of a mass number or whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, and what paragraph are you in? This is paragraph six seventy five. Okay. So the, um, there will be the mystery of iniquity, which is a religious deception offering men an apparent solution to their problems at the price of apostasy from the truth. And that is um, a false messiah in which man glorifies himself in place of God. And th this, is, uh, this is where we get into millenarianism, that the, the idea that there will be a that Jesus will reign on earth as a human leader for yeah. a period of time, if not a thousand years, then some other time. But the, yeah. but the the teaching of the catechism is clear on this, which is based on other teachings of the church that 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 is a false theory. Yep. That Jesus is not coming to reign on earth for yeah. a period of time, whether it's a thousand years or or any period of time. Yeah. A thousand years is just a symbolic number of a lot. Right. The fullness of time, I suppose the you could say. The fullness of time, yeah. 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 And so th then this is interesting. The church will enter the glory only through its final Passover when she will follow her Lord in his death and resurrection. Wow. By the the triumph of the church will not be through progressive ascendancy but only by god's victory over the final unleashing of evil so in other words it'll it'll seem like evil is winning out and and triumphing but then in the end god is victorious i think in the in discussing all these things and in the minds of a lot of people though i think this is this is a concern and that is a tendency to despair Yes. You know, the, it seems like evil is winning out, you know, or it's just getting worse and worse. You know, no matter what we do, seems like yeah. fewer people having the faith and all yeah. that. But Jesus, you know, through scriptures, through the church, it predicted that that would happen. Right. Yeah. So it's helpful to know in the same way that he predicted he would suffer, be rejected and killed so that the apostles wouldn't be scandalized when it happened to yeah. know this is this is all part of god's plan yeah and yeah i always say that and god only allows evil because he's going to bring about a greater good out. that's right yeah. so we we do we have that hope even as things get seem to get progressively worse mm -hmm. uh that we have hope that god will make a miraculous good come yeah. out of this and and i think that's part of the deception too of satan is that he wants it to seem like he's winning right. yeah but it's not really true we already know the end of the story that that christ is victorious yeah and satan is defeated yeah and so that th it's not going to be any different than that that's the truth of what's really going to happen yeah so it's it, it's thing no matter how dark things get, like I, I'm, yeah, you know, Saint Faustina, Jesus, I trust in you. Mm -hmm, right. right. We have to trust in the Lord. We have to have hope. Yeah. The Lord, yeah, will again make, a, bring about a greater good. Right. You know, out of 
the darkness that we seem to find ourselves yeah. in. Yeah, and I think too, like um, it's helpful to reflect that that uh, Satan is a creature, whereas God is the creator, yeah. which means he is not subject to the laws of cause and effect. You know, yeah. we we say like, well, I've seen this before, this pattern, here's the cause and the effect is something bad. And that seems to be the direction it's going. But but God can change things in an instant. You know, he yeah. can he can bring about conversion in someone's heart without any cause leading up to it. He can he can do it by his power to create. Saint Paul. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Um the thief that was crucified. Yeah, that's Jesus. right. Yeah. 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 And so all the miracles, you know, it's God stepping in it with the power of creating something when there was nothing before. Out of nothing, yeah. And so so I think that that can be a great source of hope, you know, as we pray for our family members and all those that are that seem to have fallen drifted away, away or yeah. fallen away, that that God can perform an act of grace in an yeah. instant. So yeah, we continue to pray and hope and do what the Lord calls us to do to try and call conversion. Mm -hmm. You know, from those that we love, but we we don't give up hope no matter what they do, because we know that the Lord can perform miracles in yeah. people's hearts. Yeah. Um. So the short answer to uh, is the world coming to an end is we don't know. We don't the day or the hour. <laughs> and I I think that's that's beautiful though. It really is. It's um. It, it causes us to to kind of live in that tension of always being ready. Yeah, that's right. Um, that it's not a call to laziness saying like, oh, well, how's that happened in 2,000 years? It's probably not going to happen mm -hmm. in my lifetime, so I might as well do whatever I want. No, right. I think within that is a great call to, to always be ready. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So... Yeah, I think uh, you never know when the the jack is gonna pop out of the box, right? You, you need to always be ready. <laughs> that, that used to scare you as a kid. Oh yeah, in the crank. <laughs> so, what's the new equivalent? The pie in the face one. Have you ever seen that little? Uh, like you put, I don't know. When my nieces and nephews were. Oh, you, you know, pass it around and then uh, you don't yeah, know you if put it's a little, gonna. Yeah, if, uh, shaving cream or not? Well, whipped cream. Whipped cream, <laughs> not shaving cream. Whipped cream water, <laughs> and yeah, you turn the crank and you don't know when it's gonna pop, and then you pass it. And yeah, like, yeah. Randomly hits you in the face right. or whatever. Yeah. So. But yeah, yeah, so one of these days the world is going to end. Yeah. And. We, we need to be ready. Yeah, so, that's right. Yeah. But uh, the Lord is mysterious, but always good. Right, right. And then in some ways, you know, there's the delay, you know, like, why hasn't it happened yet? And the reason for the delay, St. Paul says, is for the, the sake of conversion uh, and yeah. for salvation, that yeah, God is giving us so more time to yeah. convert. Uh, with the birth of every child is a new eternal soul and so that's right you know the more time right. that we have the more souls god creates right yeah so well thanks again for spending time with us yeah it's, it's been fun and interesting to discuss this question <laughs> yeah. 
Well, thanks again. Take care and God bless. All right, y'all. God bless. Sorry, because I'm, oh, I am, and I'm old. I'm just hearing the word of Dark Helmet <laughs> from the movie Spaceballs. Spaceballs. <laughs> Say more about that. Evil will always triumph because good is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> That's a line from that. Movie. Yeah. All right. I haven't. I haven't seen the whole thing, but. Ah uh, yes, it, I'm not advocating that people see it it's actually yeah. irreverent we and, we <laughs> yeah we shouldn't we shouldn't um base our faith on movies or tv shows <laughs> for that matter.